Today we have on Bethany Jackson with Premier Real Estate. Really great conversation about making your business really stand out and what makes you unique and different within an industry. Uh, she also gives a lot of great advice about how to give back through your business yes. and the importance of giving back and helping others. And that sometimes what may seem like a sacrifice comes back as a huge reward. And so it's going to be um, fun for you guys to listen to how they use their business to help others and how it's profitable for them. Here's Bethany Jackson. I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's the Boss. Thank you for coming on. We're super excited Thanks for having to me. have you. Um, so when we were talking about having guests on the podcast on She's the Boss and who we thought were good leaders and businesswomen and entrepreneurs in our community. You were one of the first people that came to my mind. I'm honored by that, truly. <laughs> so um, we really appreciate you coming on. And um, I know that you did used to be a nurse. So like, how did you go from nursing to being an entrepreneur? What happened It there? was accidental, although there's a lot of overlap between nursing and real estate. It's very much customer service. You are taking care of people still and even though a lot of people don't think that in the home buying process, but it's a very emotional experience for most people. It is a big, you know, part of, you know, their life and, um, an event, I guess, if you will. So kind of like being sick and needing something or buying a house and not knowing exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it really is a lot of handholding in a way. And I don't mean that in like a negative connotation, but mm -hmm. It is a lot of reassurance and guidance, and it's really, really synonymous with a lot of nursing. Mm -hmm. And you've got, you know, your handful of buyers or sellers you're working with, and your patient load for the day is four or five patients, and mm -hmm. you're kind of juggling things and prioritizing and um, critical thinking, honestly, mm -hmm. is a lot of it. And being faced with something unexpected and having to troubleshoot it. And keep people calm. Yes. And actually, <laughs> the keeping people calm part is what I think makes people successful or not in this business. Hmm. And when things arise, and they will, in, all, in every situation, there's always typically something that comes up that's unexpected and being able to um, navigate it and troubleshoot and create a plan and keep whoever you're working with, the buyer or the seller, calm and informed and you know, moving through the transaction. So the ultimate goal is for somebody to buy this house or sell this house. And that's how it works out. I would never have put the two together. <clears throat> they are very, very closely related. Yeah. In fact, I was a server, you know, nursing school. And sure. all of those things tie in together. It's truly like the same profession, slightly different, you know, serving tables, you're juggling four or five tables, like mm -hmm. you are your patient load and having to hustle and get things done in a timely manner to make whoever you're serving happy. The ultimate goal in everything is to keep people happy. Sure. It is their experience in whatever it is. They're dining out, they're coming to the hospital, you know, even for a good experience, having a baby or whatever. It's every part of that is the 
client or customer experience. Mm -hmm. And so making that as easy and um, pleasurable (laughs) as it can be, depending on what it is, is the goal. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to do. And it's just hard for a lot of people to recognize how important that is. And it really sets you apart from everyone else doing the same job. Yeah. So I think for people who don't know you, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell us just a little bit about who you are and the company that you own, or I should I say companies that you own, um, just a little bit of background to bring everybody up to speed. Okay. So I met my husband when we were in nursing school together. He was graduating nurse anesthesia school and I was graduating regular nursing school and we were nurses. And that was really our probably plan at that time to just, that would be our career and we'd have a family and We moved to this area um, after living in about 400 square feet on South Beach in Miami, and we wanted to start a family, and um, he was offered a position at a hospital in Laurenburg, Scotland Memorial, and it was a great place to work. The pay was great. The staff, you know, liked each other, so the person leaving said, I will, you know, let them know that you'd be willing to take this position before they post it, so you can kind of scoot in. And so he did. He quickly became the chief. He worked there for many years. Um, At some point, the doctor who owned his contract, um, who owned a bunch of pain clinics in the area, said, if you get your real estate license, when I buy and sell or rent and, you know, whatever I do with these properties, we can sort of keep it in-house. So he got his real estate license, much to my dismay. I had a two-year-old or a two and a half year old, probably a one year old and like a brand new baby. Hmm. And he's like, I'm just going to work full time. And then three nights a week, I, you won't see me those entire days. And I was like, Oh, it's not going to happen. He's like, I already signed up. Oh, (laughs) Oh. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So, (laughs) so for three months, he went to night classes in Fayetteville and got out and got his real estate license and joined the Keller Williams in town. Um, learned, you know, a few things, Right off the bat, but two kind of influential pieces to that were a couple of books he had read. Um, one was The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Um, there was actually a few, but that was kind of the influential part for him. And he said, well, I can do these things. And, you know, a lot of people who say I can do these things don't follow through. And that's kind of where it, there's the divide, the people who become successful and the people who say, yes, I know what I need to do, but there's a hurdle or they make excuses and Mm -hmm. they just never follow through. So he created the WJ brand or team, if you will, when it was just him. And he's like, I'm going to create this brand and this logo and it's a team. And I was like, but there's only one person and it's you. (laughs) And I was like, and that seems a little over the top. Also, I'm slightly embarrassed by this. (laughs) And he's like, no, no, this is, and it's so it, it stemmed from marketing even early on. And he (laughs) put out there and marketed this team of him, Mm -hmm. um, still working full-time in anesthesia. I was staying at home with the kids at the time, working maybe one day a week at, you know, the hospital. And because we put out all of this content and branded it and did promos and he reached out to every single person in his phone book and, um, just made the connections, um, that he needed to, to put his name out there and create a presence, even at the time that we weren't selling a lot of real estate, felt like we were. Mm -hmm. So we got busy enough to where he actually needed help. And he said, why don't you get licensed? And I'd always been interested in real estate. In fact, I got 
I went to real estate school right after we moved here in 2011. I went all the way through the course, passed the class exam, was going to sit for the state exam and found out I was getting, I was, we were going to have a baby. I was pregnant. I found out the night before and I was like, screw it. We're having a baby. I'm so excited. (laughs) You know, whatever. I don't even care about that anymore. So, um, had to go through the entire class again. Um, and then got licensed to help. So that was not a giant role. It was just supposed to be, you know, delivering checks, maybe opening a door here or there. Well, we, I got more involved, more involved. We grew and expanded. He was still working full-time in anesthesia. And um, at some point when we opened the mortgage company, he wanted there to be a layer of separation. So he stepped completely out of the real estate side in the day-to-day stuff. And I took over and it just grew from there. And I think not that he's not good at what he does, but there was a more personal and a better level of customer care, I guess, that I offered that maybe he lacked. A a little more nurturing, maybe. (laughs) So I bet in this area too, you have a lot of women coming in to be the ones to find the houses. Like, you know, they, a lot of military, sure, Mm -hmm. that you work with and they hear they're going to get orders to come here and they come and Mm -hmm. have to find the house for their family or probably buy stuff sight unseen. And it's comforting to know like, Oh, there's another woman that yeah. knows exactly how I want my house. Whereas that and all that goes into that, right? Because it's such an enormous undertaking, and I can't stress enough how impressed I am by that process and that it happens so frequently, mm-hmm. and that it's just part of the game, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like we're now uprooting and moving somewhere else, and this is—it's almost like a checklist mm-hmm. on that end. It's like I need this. We're going to do this. This is a time frame, you know. And it's also. Typically, it seems so organized on the other end that I'm always very impressed by it. And I'm like, all right, we'll go to work. We got it. (laughs) Well, and some men are probably like, yep, it looks nice, you know. And they're not probably going to be there that long. Right. So for that's easier in a way because they don't have to have a real strong attachment to it. It has to check some boxes that are practical and fit their needs and their budget. And for the most part, it's a, you know, landing spot temporarily before they move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's easy. Yeah. And how many people are on your team now? I don't have a team team. Um, our firm is small enough still, although we're growing rapidly. Um, we only have a couple in our firm that are truly a team. So I have a husband and wife duo and everything closes out under her and he's kind of like her assistant. Um, I have another sort of team. They've done everything together for years and years. Um, they are our only true team, probably. They both independently work and then do some stuff together. Um, but our firm currently has about 40 agents, which is up significantly in the last year. Um, we are not actively recruiting. Ironically, there's been rumors that we're like paying a sign-on bonus of some sort <laughs> to come join us, which I heard and I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's just everybody sees our marketing and we are very community involved. Um, We like to help in ways when we can for anything um, and fundraise and use what we've got to help. So a lot of people find that attractive and want to come join us and have some fun too. Yeah. So from start to where you are now and, you know, having multiple businesses and Mm. you and your husband doing kind of your separate things. From the start of this whole idea and you being kind of thrown into it Mm -hmm. to now, what's that time frame? I went, quote unquote, full time 
in the beginning of 21. So just over two years. Okay. So <laughs> we're talking like a short time frame in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Um, so it, for a lot of people, that would be risky. Yeah. Did that feel risky to you at that it point? It wasn't risky necessarily because it it was... I was taking over from what business my husband had, mm-hmm. um, but our our real, you know, fallback is the nursing stuff. So anything additionally in real estate is amazing, and you know I love it, but it's not necessary. Sure. Although now recently it's sort of turned, and Wesley calls you know tells everybody. He's retired and that I'm, you know, sugar mama, but, (laughs) um, he has stepped back from nursing some, um, he works like one long weekend a month for the most part. Um, but yeah, I started in 21 with my first sales, you know, really, and dived in holding my breath and praying. (laughs) Um, and last year I closed out at 32 million. So it's, it was rapid and um, chaotic and fun. And it's just a lot of things all at once. Mm-hmm. We talked on another podcast about the importance of community involvement mm-hmm. and doing things for the community. And you briefly touched on that. What's, how do you go about doing that? How do you choose what organizations you help? Um, sometimes it just comes to us and it's either, um, it's brought to our attention and saying, Hey, I'm involved with this already. Would you be interested in joining me and helping fundraise or donating. Um, we get a lot of requests for donations of any kind, really. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when it speaks to us more than others, um, we are really involved in a church that we've been uh, fundraising for for, I think it's at least four years now. And it's called Place of Grace in Rockingham. And they are the only homeless shelter in a wide, I don't know offhand how many miles it is, but more recently, they're trying to get funding to um, open an orphanage, which would be the only one in many, many counties span. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a much greater need um, than people would consider. Um, and these people kind of live at like the DSS and they don't have toys and they get like three really terrible meals a day and they have like such bare minimum, um, you know, like the level of care is bare bones and it's really just very very sad so um wesley's on the board for that and we're currently fundraising in the month of april specifically um we were, our goal was 10 and we are up to i think it was thirteen thousand this morning so wow still have a couple of days left yeah um fundraising has gotten a lot harder post-covid i think a lot of people are rearranging money or just holding tight because mm-hmm. they're unsure of what's happening sure next. there's a lot of uncertainty yeah. on what's going to happen but mm-hmm. um i think it was not last year but the year prior we had actually raised 40 and our goal was 10 wow, wow. so when people were living you know the high life <laughs> at the height yeah. um they were a little more generous but I'm very pleased with the 13 with a goal of 10, even this year when things are slightly on a downturn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Do you, for your firm, isn't there something specific that you do like every Wednesday or? Yeah, what? it's our coffee and conversations and we have our team meeting every um, Wednesday morning at 930, followed by a guest speaker of some sort. So we've had everybody from home inspectors to window reps to 
Tom McInnes and um, other area leaders in mm-hmm. different arenas. Um, but we usually like to tie in something related to real estate in some way or the area community um, and especially education for our agents. So, you know, any sort of vendor that's related to us um, or information that we can share to them that helps them grow, you know, their level of knowledge base and make them a better asset to their clients. Sure. Yeah. What, what spurred that kind of idea? Um, it started as a smaller project and we invited, um, even agents from other firms, just, you know, everyone's welcome. You can Mm -hmm. come. And we started getting a really big turnout and they, you know, we continued and had more fun ideas and, um, it's just a great way to get us all together and do our necessary meeting stuff as well as have something kind of fun. And it, the education piece has been really great. For everybody, there's there's never anyone who will know everything at any point related to right. real estate or you know elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah. But um, it's just been a great piece for us to share with our agents. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's something that we both value a lot too is you know bringing the community into your business. And mm-hmm. I think you know it sounds like for you guys you offer this value and this is not just about buying a house, right? Mm -hmm. You're contributing to something so much greater than yourself and moving into this beautiful home. Right. And that sounds like is really what sets you guys apart from a lot of other firms. And we're well connected. So everyone always wants a suggestion for something else. You know, I would like to get my house painted or power Mm -hmm. washed or whatever interior design, remodeling, and we're, we are really well connected. So a lot of my former clients will reach out and say, Hey, I know this is, you know, this is a year later. I know this is sort of random, but I feel like, you know, a person for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. a person for everything. So could you recommend, you know, I think more, most recently it was like upholstery or curtains or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. I actually have a person for that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a person for, I feel like everything. So yeah. Um, but it's nice. I appreciate when they reach back out because it means that our relationship during that period of time when we were working together was positive. It's mm-hmm. remained something where they feel comfortable reaching out to me and, you know, in the future, if they ever sell, hopefully they'll call me back again versus somebody else. Cause a lot of, a lot of people who buy or sell a home have a, an okay experience. It's not even negative or but it's not also extra positive. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of unrememberable. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, we used, I don't know. They were okay. It's, it went fine. Sure. <laughs> um, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's, it doesn't set them, it doesn't set that person apart enough mm-hmm. to where they'll get repeat business right. or referrals or anything else. And it's so easy to take it from baseline and just be a little bit better than average. Mm-hmm. It takes no extra money. Mm-hmm. And it's really just being a decent, normal human being. And communicating and answering your phone and responding to questions appropriately. Mm-hmm. It's just, to me, it, it is the basic bare bones. Um, it's just a level of service that's sort of gone by the wayside. And mm-hmm. it's surprising, but it makes it really easy to <laughs> otherwise go to work every day and be a little bit better because of it. Sure. I had that, you know, even that example of the Wednesday morning thing and how you said you invited other agents. Like, yeah. That is why people are coming to you. And yeah, flocking everybody to you. is welcome at all times. If you intend to stay where you're at, stay where you're at. But you're always welcome um, to join us in whatever we do. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that mentality that there's enough room for everyone. There is. <laughs> right. right. There, and, and I always say this. I say everybody's going to eat. There's there's so <laughs> yeah. much to go around. Yeah. Everybody will eat, I promise. You yeah. know, And even within our firm, even as we grow and get larger, it's I've never run into a situation where I'm pitted up against somebody. And it's such a small area where it's like, oh, gosh, there's only one house for sale. And you know I have to choose so-and-so over so-and-so. It's everybody has their own circles and spheres mm-hmm. and you know it's never going to be a don't look at my homework you know don't copy what mm-hmm. I'm doing because you'll steal all my clients it doesn't work that way yeah you can do a great job for whoever you're working with and there's minimal overlap if any how do you think you've developed that mindset um because it's it's very um you know it's abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset yes. of like no they, these are my tools and tricks and tips yeah, and no. you don't get access Mm-mm. to them because I'm afraid essentially yeah so how do you think you've developed and embodied that mindset of like in a just an abundance because there's so many real estate agents there I can think so of many. just more counting I think we're at like 900 and there's like about a thousand of us in our local MLS mm-hmm which is a ton, right? You know, if you think about our population, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it goes back to ninety or ten percent of those thousand, let's say, do ninety percent of the real estate. Mm-hmm. So those are the people who are really in it every day, working and getting most of those sales. Um, and some people are happy to do their one transaction every six months, once a year, whatever. Sure. That's and what works for them. they're always going to just be doing, you know, their friends and family stuff on the side and they either have a full-time job otherwise or whatever. But, um, I don't know. It's just, it's the way that I want to run my relationships and my life. And I don't ever want somebody to think that like whatever I have, I'm willing to share. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it really just follows through to business and it's just a, um, there is so much to go around and the more I give away, the more I receive, mm. whether that's biblical, you know, or anything else, but it really is that way. And even if it doesn't feel like it, um, being generous or, you know, whether it's money or not, um, has always seemed to serve us on the back end somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that that has contributed to your enormous success in such a short time span? I hope so. I think it really all boils down to always doing the right thing. Mm. And whether that's, um, trying to find a good example. It's like sometimes you'll have a situation, especially starting out where we were selling houses that were like a hundred thousand dollars in more rural areas because we couldn't get in with like the big dogs in our beautiful Moore County. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so this was Laurenburg or Richmond County and, these houses are much lower price points and the people buying them don't have an abundance of extra cash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the home inspection comes up and there's some massive repair that needs to be taken care of. And the sellers don't have the money to pay for it. The buyers are, and to get these things to work, um, Wesley at the time when it was really just him would just shave off his commission. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do this stuff ultimately for free and, but it got it done and it got these people who this was, you know, almost impossible to buy a house, to get their family into a house. And these things that are, you know, oh, I lost my $2,000 commission on this. 
I'm still going to eat at the end of the day. Right. My family is always going to have a roof over their head. But these guys are sometimes touch and go. And it was such an enormous difference in their life for me to eat 2K. That's easy. That's a no-brainer. But for some people, they only look at the bottom line or the numbers involved. And it dramatically sways how some of these things pan out. Mm -hmm. So if I can, you know, and that's part of leaving Keller Williams to open our own um, firm was that we could manipulate whatever we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the mortgage side. So if, you know, we're up against somebody else, we can negotiate on, you know, commissions and everything else to get it to work for whoever we're working with. And that's with any business. That's why you start your right. own. So right. You so you're the boss. Yeah. And- <laughs> so we branched off and we're like, I can do whatever I want now. And yeah. we're always going to follow the rules. But if I, you know, because I'm not paying anybody else a mm-hmm. split on top of this either who can dictate then what they get based on what I take. Mm-hmm. And whether I negotiate a lesser commission because of whatever, you know, a lot of times you wouldn't be allowed to do that because... The person above you is saying, you know, I want my cut and I don't care about your story because I know nothing about it. Sure. Yeah. I love that. It means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that mentality that you did your own thing so that you could take less. Not yeah. you did your own thing so you'd get more of it for yourself. And I just... Yeah. And our cap is substantially lower than most. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you come on as an agent with us, we're not taking as much money as we can from you or mm-hmm. not keeping it at the bar where everyone else sort of sits around this range. It's lower because our job is not to make money off of you. Our job is to bring you in and teach you whatever we can so that you can go and do big things for yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's never been a goal of ours to create a business so that we get to keep all your commissions too. Sure. It's, you know, it's reasonable. It, it keeps us in business mm-hmm. for whatever well, we provide yes, for you. Well, yes, it's a business, right? So <laughs> um, <laughs> there is that. But it's a benefit to those who join us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One final thing that I think your company does really well, and I'm always surprised because I'm not super great at this, is the marketing aspect. And um, a lot of your stuff has a quick turnaround, like this just went under contract, this just went sold, and you guys are able to post that within a quick time frame. Do you now have... You said you have, I think, 40 agents. Do you now have a marketing person that's helped you with all of that? Or are you sitting in your car? No, <laughs> so it's a combo. So my, so we, yes, we did um, for the last handful of months. Um, we actually have a new woman starting on Monday. Um, but it's we do have an education director, and she does all of our new agent onboarding. Mm-hmm. She does our Monday meetings, Market Monday or whatever, Um, and we like to get all of our new agents together along with some of our seasoned, seasoned agents, um, and just literally trial run stuff. So we'll go to one of our listings and walk through as though we're with our clients and say, you're showing them this house, what stands out to you? Where do you think, you know, their offer should be based on the list price. And then we literally have them draft offers and they send them in and we review them and choose them like we would if we were on the seller side mm-hmm. and we run through the entire scenario top to bottom so that they get real life experience before they're quite there yeah. yet. 
Mm-hmm. I think so that when they get there, they're not frozen. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> sure. Help me now. Yeah. And now it feels like an emergency. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think that, um, role-playing is so underrated in yes. any industry and it yeah. feels so, um, like bizarre and weird to do it, Yeah, but it is like your trial run. It is so a then really, you, really good experience. Yeah. When you go and you do it, you're like, okay, we've kind of already done this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is how this is going to go. And a lot of firms will give you a mentor but they're usually available like nine to five mm-hmm. and a lot of real estate happens after nine to five right. and definitely on the weekends. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to get a hold of somebody that, and some of this stuff is really pressing. There's deadlines or whatever. Um, and so we're always available by phone. So text call, I mean, everybody's sort of on a different schedule. So mm-hmm. there's going to be somebody who can respond and help you. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, our education director and we've, got marketing on staff and we just kind of all work together and brainstorm and plan the month's events to come um, and highlight and um, give accolades to whoever's doing a great job because that's what's important to people being acknowledged and seen and valued yeah yes and um, highlighted for and even celebrating the small wins I absolutely you guys do that yeah. it's not just like Oh, they sold this $5 million house, no, but yeah. it's even just the small mm-hmm. wins of the things that they do together. Well, thank you. I mean, you've definitely done well <laughs> um, in building a successful business and being able to manage a marriage and a family <laughs> and all of that. And and something in real estate, like you said, it's not a nine to five thing. So no. um, we really appreciate you being on here and sharing your wisdom yeah and in our um in our little uh research on you oh boy (laughs) I texted Sarah last night I don't even know if it was last night but I was like we should plan a retreat at her amazing Airbnb in Florida oh well I was just (laughs) that's what so my sister Katie the birthday girl lives directly behind that and that's part of what makes that one so successful because she's there as like our feet on the ground and sure. Yeah. And she's highly responsible. Um, so she comes in after turnarounds and checks and, um, yeah, it's been, that has been hands down our most successful Airbnb. So you've several just not to divert, but uh... (laughs) yeah, we have a handful here and then that one in Florida, but that's my hometown. So that was our goal was to have a place Every summer, you know, when we visited, we get pay someone else ten thousand dollars to sure. stay for a ridiculously short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So that was what I worked really hard for these last couple of years, as I wanted a place closer to home. Awesome. Well, yeah. So. I mean, this is the perfect first uh, interviewee for she. But the yes, boss. we should. <laughs> we should retreat there for sure. Yes. Yeah. So we will link everything in the show notes as far as your website, and then. This Airbnb that we're talking about, so you can check it the out. Pink for Flamingo. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, I love the that. Pink Flamingo <laughs> Hollywood. So great. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been a great interview. I appreciate it. was way it. more fun than I thought. <laughs> 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 it was nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you.